Welcome to There's Just Too Much, the podcast that celebrates and commiserates in our ridiculously overabundant world. And today's topic is there's too, just too much artificial intelligence, or AI, if you're a Haley Joel Osment fan. Uh, and in researching the subject, I googled artificial intelligence, and the top headlines under the news tab were... How AI could prevent the next, ma next Mass Effect game animation disaster. How artificial intelligence may help doctors save lives. China's Tencent is a sleeping giant in artificial intelligence. Tinder has big plans for artificial intelligence. Why Mark Cuban is wrong about Twitter and artificial intelligence. And the UN looks at the security of artificial intelligence. So obviously, artificial intelligence or AI is increasingly seeping into every aspect of our lives. And to find out if there's just too much of it, I've invited... Derek Harris, he's the he's a former writer at GigaOM, a former colleague of mine, but he is the current writer, creator, publisher, founder, uh, everything for the Architect, that's T-E-C-H-T, dot I-O newsletters, which covers all sorts of topics like AI and machine learning. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thanks for having me, Chris. <laughs> it's, it's now I wonder how, I always wonder how much audience I lose with the funky spelling. I assume it's a lot, so thanks for clarifying. Well, you know what's funny? So uh, I should also note that I uh, edit uh, and help Derek out with his podcast, the Fantastic Architect.io podcast, and uh, he does put a disclaimer at every episode that it's T-E-C-H-T. And actually, for the first couple of episodes, I had to think in my mind, like, well, isn't it spelled that way? And then I was like, no, it's it's a tech with a T-C-H. Um, uh, I, I start I spell, whenever I spell anything with architect now, which I end up doing a lot, uh, you know, writing... <laughs> I, I find myself doing that. So, But you are the perfect person to have on because your newsletter covers all sorts of cloud and uh, big infrastructure topics like this. And before we get too far into it, can you just give us a definition? What's, a, what's sort of a working definition for what artificial intelligence is? Ooh, it's a tall order. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my, my working definition of it, which you know some ex experts, true experts in the field might, might slap down. But I, I look at it as... You know, if, if, if you compare artificial intelligence to, you know, machine learning, machine learning probably is a definition, right? So, you know, no, no, machine learning is, is largely, you know, pattern recognition, essentially, you know, and historically, you know, people would tune these models to, you know, very specific parameters. They would say, you know, we're, you know, they knew what they were looking for, essentially, and they would go in and they would tune a model to pick up these very things. Now, you know, it, it's tricky to make, you know, so the machine's going to look at whatever, you know, 9 million occurrences of something, right? And try to try to match, is this, you know, a cat or a dog? Yes or no, right? Is this a, is this an anomaly in my infrastructure? Yes or no? Like that sort of thing. But anyway, it was very custom tuned. It's a lot of work. Actually, to do it I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you actually. So when you're saying it, describe, is this like okay. a data center or is this just, you know, are they just training some computers or is it a particular kind of computer? I don't mean to sound dim, but I just want to get a sense of like... Okay, so, so yeah, they're, 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 they're building a model, essentially, right? They're building an algorithm mm -hmm. to, do, to do a specific thing. It was been, so, so historically, there are, there are all sorts of, you know, techniques for doing machine learning. But, you know, the, the, when I say it, I'm talking about just machine learning, right? Or I'm talking about the model that, that they happen to be working on. But anyway, it was, it was very bespoke and very, you know, oftentimes very custom to the thing that they were, to the thing that a, a scientist or, you know, a computer, you know, well, also a computer scientist, whomever was actually trying to accomplish, right? Um, and doing it at scale was very difficult. Like when you're talking, when, when the advent of big data came around, all of a sudden, you know, these machine learning problems that used to be 
maybe done in the lab or maybe done somewhere on a small data set. You know, now it's like, well, we can do it on this huge data set. Yes, but, you know, it, it, things got a little more trickier, <laughs> I think, um, when that came around. But what, now, what separates artificial intelligence is, you know, I, I don't want to get into all the, the, the various, you know, you might have heard of deep learning. Some people might have heard of neural networks. Those are kind of the, the two big, um, you, know, ter- you know, more scientific terms that, that get into what artificial intelligence or how it works. But, you know, the, the real long and short of it is a couple things happen to make artificial intelligence amazing now. One of them is we have all this data. So when you're training something, it's like when you're a kid and you, you know, the, the, the example that I, I heard spoke from Andrew Ng, who was kind of, he was a, he was at Baidu, he was at Google. Now he's, he's going to start his own company at some point, but he was at Stanford. He founded Coursera. So he's done a lot in this space. And his, his example is always like, when you're a kid, you have to look at, so you look at a lot of examples of things, you know, until you figure out what it is. Um, you know, a machine has to look at even more examples of something to figure out what it is, right? So like a, co- a coffee mug, you might have to see a coffee mug like five times, I don't know, when you're a kid. And you're like, okay, that's a coffee mug. I don't, I've been told it's a coffee mug. I recognize it. You know, a machine might have to see 50,000 images of a coffee mug, but, you know, to, to actually start to be able to figure that out. So that, that's one part of it. The, the other thing is that, AI, the, other thing that, the other thing that distinguishes AI from machine learning is in AI, a lot of times the models don't have to be that they're not custom trained or they're not custom tuned like all those old machine learning models are. Um, so a, a researcher will take a bunch of labeled pictures of say, you know, that's the same that you know you have a million image data set of it's got coffee mugs, it's got dogs, it's got refrigerators, it's got anything you can think of. You know, they're essentially feeding the data set. This is oversimplifying it, but they're, but they're feeding this to the model to the to the AI system, and it is. It is and everything's labeled and it's figuring out what's what all that all that custom tuning is kind of taken away right and, and so you, you could apply that to text so text messaging and voice recognition and computer vision object recognition they call it and you know now the big thing you see is game playing you know it used to be if you remember when when gary kasparov played deep blue ibm's deep blue in chess or even when ibm built watson to play on jeopardy those were very custom tailored like you know th- those were those were machines specifically built to do one thing and it took years and years of of tuning these things and optimizing them you know the the, the machine that google DeepMind just built to to beat this go champion or the one that the ones that their people are building now to play every game from like pong to montezuma's revenge to all these things you know the college kids are building these things <laughs> you know in in, in in courses like the 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 level of the level of expertise on the on the cutting edges is way still out there, but the level of expertise needed to get started and do do these things because the training aspect is so minimized is really huge. So that was a long answer, but I hope it gives some example of just why <laughs> why now are things like Alexa and Google Home. What's the role of AI in those virtual assistants that companies are creating? So, so yeah, I have I have kind of a, a mixed opinion on this. Some people will talk about Google Home or, or and Alexa as if the interface is the AI. This is why you hear all the, I I hate I hate I hate yes. the feed your about, anger. <laughs> the, the talk about bots as kind of like everyone wants to talk about bots, right? Oh yeah, and and it's always attached with AI, but in reality, maybe the bots' ability for, I mean to recognize and this is probably fair enough. 
the bot's ability to recognize what you're typing or what you're saying is, you know, it could very likely be fed by an AI model, right? It could very likely be fed by a, you know, a text recognition or speech recognition model. That part is true, but you know, that's, that, that, that to me is kind of a, an easy application and not even necessarily a, a quote unquote AI application, I think. And because people want to think about robots, right? And that's what they think about when they think about AI. They're like, well, you know, if it, it resembles some sort of thing that I interact with and it must be artificial intelligence, I kind of look at it like it's the back end parts that are you know, even more impressive, right? Right. So, so like, because a chatbot could just be looking for keywords, right? Like someone says, you right. Know, account issues or I'm having, you know, I can't access something or my internet is right. down. And then it goes and performs a search against, against a certain, you know, against a, a prescribed database and, and brings back an answer. Right. Um, I, I think, yeah, what's more interesting to me is the idea of, you know, so Alexa and Google Home are really good exam. I mean, the, the, the speech recognition in them is very good. I mean, that's without, uh, I think without, um, uh, debate. And that, that, that part really is an AI problem, that, that, that they can understand what you're saying so accurately is impressive. But beyond that, then, it's being able to not just not just be able to know the words, but understand the meaning of the words, right? The intent of the words that you're saying and going and searching for the right type of information for you and delivering the right type of information. And that that's almost another level of, you know, of, of where the AI might lie. So Alexa spends a lot of time apologizing to me, saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't I don't understand the question. <laughs> Right, but she'll get better, and that's part yeah. of the thing about AI too. Is it's training; it takes time and time again. So you think about the however many people have and use an Alexa right now. Every time someone's talking to it, it's figuring it's getting better, right? Right. And Amazon is analyzing that in the back end and, and, and improving those models. So that's the amazing thing. Is like, you know, early adopters are going to be like, "Well, this thing doesn't always understand me," but in, in two years, it might be like, "Crap, this thing is really good." Well, actually, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Can you? Can you talk about how people may not know that they are feeding the giant data machine on a daily basis? Because this is a pretty, this is a relatively new concept uh, if you're outside of like the tech world. But, you know, with Alexa, it's pretty obvious that I'm asking it questions and it's learning, but we're actually giving data away all the time. Can you just talk about the size and scope of that, that feed into these artificial intelligence um, algorithms? Uh, literally everything you do online, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, and I'm being dead serious. Like, if you look at, I mean, Google is the like far and away the the biggest AI company in the world right now. But 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 the reason Google is so advanced, not just because it has really smart people and it has, you know, tons of uh, computers, like physical computers, on which to train the stuff, but it has so much of our data. So I mean, every time we do a search query, right? Google is getting some sort of content, getting training data for that. Every time you, you, any uh, videos uploaded to YouTube, Google has, you know, that, that sort of thing. Anytime an image is, is put into Google images, Google has an image for that. So Google now releases like these massive data sets to the, to the public to train their own models on because Google has just, I mean, you know, the, 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 the big things AI is trained on now, as I think I mentioned are images, video, now more increasingly video, um, text and, and voice. And Google has all of the, every time you do an Android voice search, you know, that's more training data for Google, right? So. Right. Or even just use like the, the Google keyboard. I use Google keyboard on my phone. Yeah, me too. Yep. And uh, so it's intercepting, it's getting all of that data, any kind of search that I do or GIF that I look up. Right. And, and it's, yeah, it's figuring out, it's figuring out, it's figuring out like what your next word, predicting what your next word is going to be, right? Based on, 
you know, your next words, probably, probably the next words of everyone else who uses that. Like what, what's the, you know, what's the trend here? What's the, uh, the highest predictor of, of your next words? So yeah, it's, it's, it's like every interaction. I mean, really, and that doesn't even count. I mean, I don't know how closely a company like Google tracks, and I'm guessing that I really don't know. I've looked at the privacy policy, right? But like, as you transverse the web, right, from one place to another, you know, the people are tracking that and trying to figure it out. I mean, maybe it's your ad, maybe it's an ad provider or something. But like, you know, the, I mean, there, there's all of this stuff is like captured and used to to learn. Where are we at in the evolution of AI, and where is this going? Is this uh, this is going to sound dumb, but is this just a fad, or uh, is this something that will, as it morphs, what will it morph into? What is, what are the, where is AI heading? So I, I think, I don't think AI is heading toward apocalypse, okay? Let me be on the record of stating that. So you and, what is it, Elon, or, uh, Bill Gates and Stephen Hawking? Oh, and Elon Musk, and yeah. But, you know, I, I think I'm on the side with some other pretty smart people. So I'll, I'll take those ads. Um, <laughs> the, but, yeah, so I, so I don't think we're heading there. Do I think it's a fad? I think some of the things are fads. Um, you know, one thing you're seeing happening now is every startup, for example, in the tech world that's going, it, it used to be a, a few years ago, it was big, we're, we're, we're X, but using big data, right? And, and then it was, we're X, but using machine learning. Yeah. And now it's, we're X, but using AI. And I think that that's going to burn out. I mean, people move on to the next thing uh, in, in some regard. Uh, two, people are just going to realize it's overkill for a lot of situations. <laughs> there, there are plenty of situations where a simpler, you know, sort of model that, that's easier to work with probably works perfectly fine. Um, you know, curing cancer is one thing. Uh, figuring out your you know, who you're going to contact in your Salesforce database, I think, you know, no, no offense to Salesforce, but like that, 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 that might be a thing that AI, where AI isn't, you know, I don't know, it isn't the, the, the answer. Um, so, so I think, I think some of that's going to ha- I mean, go away, you know, that probably affects me. It affects me and who get pitched on these things and buyer <laughs> IT buyers more, but that's one thing. Um, I think the bot phase will die down. The bot craze will die down. Like, Either it'll become so common that you don't even know or care, quite honestly, like who, 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 whether you're communicating with a person or a bot or, you know, people are just going to get over it. The one thing I, th- I, I do think that if you look at a, a field like medicine, for example, yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I was yeah, reading what, right Watson now. can process like every I shouldn't say every but like basically Watson can read all the medical journals that doctors can't. Yeah. And Watson's not even I mean with all due respect to IBM, Watson in a lot of ways has been a marketing mission more than I think, I think Watson in some respects is still playing catch up with, with, with some of the things that Google and other companies and other companies are building up. But I mean, you know, one thing that AI has proven very good at is analyzing medical images. So, so, so it's, you know, there are studies where AI has been able to predict, you know, better as good at as well as, or better than, uh, do- human doctors at, at detecting cancer, at detecting stroke risk, at detecting heart disease risk, at detecting whether or not you're likely to go back into the hospital risk, at detecting, like, you know, pick a disease. AI has been, you know, remarkably fast at at, 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 at detecting whether, you know, whether that's prevalent in something or whether that's whether that exists. Um, how far is that? How far out is that? So, you know, I hear those things. Not, 
I think it's not that far out. What would that look like? In the short term, right, you're talking to a doctor. They, they run their battery of tests, and then they can feed those against this model that's going to, you know, look at these images. So, so the doctor will probably look it up, but the machine's going to look at it too, right? Yeah. And so, so maybe the, so maybe maybe they feed it to the, the model, and the model detects, or, you know, it seems like it be through their software program, whatever these, but and, and it detects, okay, there's a 93% chance that this is a, you know, a cancerous mole, for example. Then the doctor would probably go in and second get you know give, give it a second opinion and look and analyze. I mean, I think doc I think doctors and machine they I mean they have to work together, especially in a field like medicine. You would I don't think you would ever want to completely offload that that type of decision onto a machine. But well, I also <laughs> just saw like the Wall Street Journal just ran a story that like asset managers will be replaced by you know artificial intelligence. Are there other areas you think that will be hardest hit by the advent of uh, AI? You know, that's tough to predict. So the, so the big prediction now is, and one of the big talking points is, hey, let's not worry so much about, you know, these super intelligent AI systems taking over the world. Let's worry more about job loss, because that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and and you see it happening, right? So uh, the New York Times said a thing recently about lawyers and associate, you know, young associate attorneys being replaced by systems that can scan through, you know, thousands of pages of documents and pick out you know, the stuff they're looking for versus, you know, hiring a team of associates to pour over discover e-discovery documents. Right. So, so that's, that, that's one thing. Um, you know, the, I think asset managers and, and the fintech and financial services, you're seeing actually a lot of companies hiring a lot of, you know, bringing machines to do things that they used to have people do because, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, if you're looking just for like stock performance or other things, like, you know, machines can be pretty good at predicting that stuff at detecting these, like, things to the naked eye or that, you know, that a person just couldn't, couldn't look at all that stuff and see those hidden patterns. Right. Right. And, and so, and look at all those different variables that are affecting it. And so, yeah. And, and so, I mean, there are areas where you could definitely see that happening. Um, you know, obviously manufacturing is a big thing. Um, customer service is a place where a lot of companies are investing heavily in AI. Uh, you know, to have bots or whatever you want, like virtual assistants, whatever that, that that can actually carry on the conversation or help you book travel in a really a revolutionary type of way. Yeah, it's funny because I'll get those anymore, and I just assume they're all bots. So when it when they have that little like survey at the end, how was your customer service rep? I'm sort of like, well, it was good. I mean, for a robot, if it's a robot, it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a sometimes I, I, I you always get a sense like this seems like a this seems like a bot. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, so yeah, I would say I mean, that's an area where obviously you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, activity. My concern there and my concern in a lot of places, frankly, is like I, 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 it's more efficient. I get it. And there are a lot of economic reasons for doing it. But on the other hand. I don't think our bots are ever going to be so good that, you know, that they're going to replace humans entirely in that thing. Like sometimes don't you just want to talk to a person? I do. Oh, yeah. Like I want something. I want a thing accomplished now. <laughs> and it might be that you have to break the rules, right? It might be that they have to, you know, it might be that there's something a bot just can't handle. And, you know, I, I think there might be some maybe there's some pushback, right? Maybe, you know, customers start being like. You know, when someone starts angrily mashing the zero button <laughs> to be like, that would just be me. give me a person. Get well, me a yeah, person. like my com- my internet will go out and I'll call Comcast 
and they'll uh, they'll immediately will we'll reset your modem. It's like, nope, I've already done that. And then they won't give me any other options. So I'm sitting there yelling, agent, agent, agent. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, I, I think so. some of the job loss stuff, I, it's, it's real and it's legitimate, but you might, you know, m- maybe the concern is like job change. Right. Right. Where, where people are going to have to people are going to use AI as a tool more than be replaced by AI. I would like to see that. I think we'd be much more efficient, frankly, because AI is so good at at certain things. I mean, but there's a limit <laughs> at, sure. at the moment, at least like there's just, you know, humans. The, the, the thing I've been reading a lot lately that really you know, kind of makes me think, you know, g- gives you some perspective. It's like humans have been trained. I mean, our brains are like, you know, kind, you know, a lot of people say like our brains are like computers, are like the fastest computers you can imagine for certain things. But they've evolved over, you know, well, what's the saying now? 130,000 years? Or is that? No, that was just in the U.S., right? I, I, I should know about my human history better. We've been on the earth for a long time. Sure have. Yes. <laughs> and our brains have been evolving for a long time. And not just that, but like our bodies, our everything are part of like this whole system, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to do all these things. And at the moment, AI systems are very specific. You know, this is your vision algorithm. This is your text algorithm. They're not always connected. Um, they, I don't know of a, a sensory, you know, like a physical touch algorithm at the moment, right? So, you know, humans using AI as tools seems a lot more you know, embedded into software they already use or whatever seems a lot more like a viable future to me than just like mass replacement to people. Right. Uh, So, I mean, that that touches back on the fears of Skynet or, you know, the Matrix or whatever, uh, which you said earlier that, you know, you're not really on that side of. But I mean, what are people concerned about when they have these concerns over artificial intelligence taking over? It's not just job loss. It's like turning us all into automatons or something or... Yeah, more or less. I mean, it's like, it's like, well, the pace of innovate, the, the argument is the pace of advancement in AI and computing is so fast that at some point, you know, the, you're, we're going to hit like this inflection point and then it's like, bam, all of a sudden these things hit super intelligence and we're doomed. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, there's a whole argument about like, well, it's actually not advancing that fast or what's going to happen, but their, their argument is, not, not even, so even if you take away the like uh, projecting human thoughts onto AI, right, which is something I have an issue with, like why would, a, why would a computer know to be envious or greedy or any of the things that people are, right? Like, like we have these complex thoughts that I, I think would be why a, why a computer would adopt that, I don't know, right? But, but the one argument, and this is like the classic example people give is, they call it like the paperclip. I mean, it's a paradox, the paperclip scenario, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, so what if you built a machine, an AI machine that was designed solely to like produce paper clips. And so all it, all it knew to do was to optimize the production of paper clips. So it would eventually, you know, the theory goes, well, it would start like mining metal and, you know, t- you know, taking, it would, it would be getting metal and producing paper clips at all costs possible, you know, to the point where, it like destroyed the world. Like it would take over systems and it would maybe, I don't know, would take over the air, airline computers and make paper clips out of the airplanes. Like they think like, you know, it, it would be so fast and so smart that it would, whatever it was trained to do, it would do that at any cost. And like, I, I that, that just seems like a, a big, big stretch. Well, I was gonna say, because, you know, and listen, maybe, maybe this is a little more, more simple than it seems, but 
when I when you think about a person, you know, like the amount that we have to learn about anything to do anything, it's remarkable, right? So, I mean, from 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 network security to you know to to jumping from one computer network to another to you know taking over these different various systems to even knowing to look you know to a place like there's there's just so many fields of knowledge that are so distinct that like to think that a computer would you know immediately grasp and all the hidden and unwritten aspects of learning all these things right it's really like um not i i, I think it, it's a level of complexity that that that, that could be overlooked yeah, but you're forgetting about what they put in the fluoridated water, man, and how that feeds into the neural networks, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, you didn't. Here, I've got, <laughs> I've got a zine I want you to subscribe to. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Derek, this has been great. I have one last question for you, which is, can artificial intelligence create an album that is better than Rain and Blood? No, impossible. In fact, <laughs> and I'm not even a Slayer fan, but I knew what answer you're going to give me. In fact, I mean, so, so uh, if you don't mind me, going no, please. On, so, so the so one of the big things right now is like uh, so, someone built a system called Deep Beat, and it's an AI system, a deep learning system designed to like write rap lyrics. Um, and people have built them to mimic paintings, and so now there's a big debate over whether AI can actually be creative. Yeah. Um, and I think so. Again, this is one of those things where, you know, you you, you can you can find the limitations. Maybe I, I would argue that if something is just mimicking patterns and trying to some of these raps that these things build are pretty bad. Frankly, sure. like it's just like predicting the next word based on what other rappers have said, right? <laughs> and like so, you know, so, so it's kind of funny. Like you could you could make a Disney movie, you know, the plot out a Disney movie based on AI, maybe. Right. <laughs> like, there are elements there that are definitely repeatable. You could make a bad rap song. You know, you you, you could make. You know, uh, you could well, do, I could do that things. on my own. I don't need a, right. I don't need a robot right. to do that. So, I mean, so there are things you could do, but like, yeah, to really create a masterpiece, that's one of those things where, again, we're like the human experience is probably, you know, some, some large percentage of that that can't be quantified. Well, yeah, there was a, a bit of a controversy in like the screenwriting world because um, there was a software that people that's that claimed to be able to analyze your script and tell you whether or not you had a hit based on you know, what rating it, the, the algorithm perceived you would get and what it was and all this other stuff. And it's, it just seems like if you ran it against, uh, you know, classics, something like the Godfather, the, the algorithm, like, Oh yeah, that movie's not going to be a hit or that movie's not going to be any good or whatever. Right. So there are, um, limitations and I'm speaking way above my pay grade here. So I may be wrong, but I took this audio production class one time, and he was the, the, the teacher was talking about the difference between digital and analog sound, like if you play a record. And his point was, if you've got an analog, like if you, if you digital sample something, digitally sample something, you always hit this artificial ceiling. Like you just can't sample above whatever, like 256, whatever the bits are. You just, you can't hit above that. There's an artificial ceiling. Whereas, art, whereas analog, things like vinyl, have sort of this more infinite uh you know you can you can get gradations there is no sort of artificial cap to it and i wonder if that's sort of the same with this artificial intelligence is even if it can learn like is there some just built-in cap by the nature of it being a digital thing that has rules around it? you know it doesn't have any sort of um pliability is the wrong word but i guess it there's a there seems to be like even if the ceiling is 
to the moon, there is still some ceiling to it. And I don't know if I'm totally wrong about that. Right. I think there's something to that. I mean, if you look at like uh, autonomous cars, for example, they're learning to do things like, like all these systems that they do learn, right? Learning is not, I mean, they're learning, but they're, they're, they're learning like what's right and what's wrong or what works and what doesn't, but they're not learning. They're learning sometimes to compete against each other. There, there's amazing. I mean, so really, if you get into the, the cutting edge research, some, some impressive things happening, but still, you know what? I think you're right. There's this level of like this art of the ceiling, if you will, of like, you know, but but only a human is going to think to like, you know, that it, that is even possible, maybe like, you know, if you're if you're driving, for example, you know, some crazy maneuver to like, oh, I'm going to whip a 360, like whip a donut here and back around and go through that alley and like, you know, in a move car scene, like jump over that, you know, two by four that's <laughs> on my motorcycle that's on top on the back of this flatbed. Like, the, the, you know, there are lots of things where like it just. There's, there's a level of human experience and human creativity and like spur of the moment thought that I think, I mean, that's really going to be the tricky thing or like in a song, you know, or in a movie, like why would some, why would something work? You know, humans have this intuition, like with the Godfather for something where you go like, well, this is going to work or this isn't, but like, you're going to take that risk and you're going to, there's just, there's, there, yeah, there's all sorts of things where you, I think people are quick to, you know, encapsulate intelligent or you know, limit what intelligence really is. And the humans have a kind of intelligence, I think, and a lot of animals do. In fact, Kevin Kelly, one of the founders of Wired Magazine, just wrote this really long, long, long uh, rebuttal against the super intelligent AI theory. I told, I told someone it was like, the, it was like Lord of the Rings and had like four endings and I was just <laughs> waiting for one to like be the ending. But, um, but, but his point was really good, which is like, so he's like a squirrel can remember where it buried acorns like, for years, like it can bury like thousands of locations of acorns or something and, and go back and remember where they are. A human couldn't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I so, can't so, find my glasses on most mornings. Right. So there are like all these different ways to define intelligence and like to think that a machine, one machine is going, or one a model is going to encapsulate all of them or even could feasibly conceivably encapsulate all of them in any way, shape or form is kind of crazy. So yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. There is a, I would argue there is a limit to things that machines can do and, you know, that, that they're obviously certainly that humans can do, but they're, they're different limits. Yeah. So that maybe that's a good way of thinking about like, you know, what, 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 you know, when you were thinking about where it's going to take it, where AI will take over and where it can't, like you really like to think about what, what, what humans are good at. And it's beyond just being able to see and recognize things. It's like judgment and content, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, well, uh, that's a good point. Well, it's also a, uh, I think it's a good point to uh, close out this discussion. This has been really fun. Thank you, Derek. How can people find you? Where can they go to subscribe to your architect.io newsletter? Well, they can go to news.architect.io. And remember, T-E-C-H-D at the end. Uh, so to subscribe to the daily newsletter, they can go to architectshow.com to, to, for the direct feed to the podcast, or they can just go to architect.io and click on the podcast link and there you'll get a story about every podcast and links to where to download and everything. So that, and you can check me out on Twitter at Derek Harris. And so I will, I will say, uh, since I've listened to every episode of the architect show, if you are in technology or interested in just sort of cloud computing and infrastructure and where it's going, it's really a must listen show. You should really check it out because you and uh, another former colleague of ours, Bob Darrow, just sort of give you the news each week. But then you have really good interviews with people like you had Andrew Ang on your show, right? Right. 
Um, and he was amazing. Yeah, he was. He was great. So you can go back and check. Uh, I'll put a link to that um, to that episode in the podcast. But Derek, thanks so much. Uh, I, well, let me just close out with this question. Is there too much artificial intelligence? No, not enough. There's not enough. There we go. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Derek. And thank you for listening. As always, you can find us online at TooMuchPod.com or on Twitter at TooMuchPod. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called now, as well as Stitcher. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. 